Well, everything but the notable exception of a medieval-style tabard bearing a black lion rampant who looked down his nose superciliously from a turquoise blue eye. Peaches scowled as she returned the feisty lion to its rightful place. She knew who had worn that the last time around. That he had failed, in spite of his academic credentials and apparent ability to organize all sorts of interesting facts and tweed suit coats, to put it back where it went didn't surprise her in the least. She continued to grumble about the inconsiderate nature of some people as she worked her way down the rack to the end. She looked at the various types of hats sitting on the shelf above her, turned away, then stopped and looked back. She reached and pulled down a Scottish cap with some sort of creature holding a bone in its mouth. She was certainly no expert in heraldry, but she was quite proficient in translating Latin, thanks to a rather austere upbringing at her Aunt Edna's. Audentes fortuna you what? Fortune favours the bold. Too bad she wasn't feeling particularly bold at the moment, in direct contrast to the McKinnon who had chosen that as his clan motto. She knew all the clan mottos, because along with a copy of Burke's Peerage she'd appropriated from Aunt Edna's vast library of obscure and dusty books, she'd also memorised the contents of a very small tome on Scottish clans. Who would have thought any of it would come in handy? A hanger squeaked. Peaches froze rolled her eyes, then blew out her breath and put her shoulders back. There was absolutely nothing odd about what she'd just heard, because she was in a room full of hangers that could possibly have squeaked. The castle was drafty. In fact, she wasn't altogether sure she hadn't been talking to herself, and that certainly would have set up enough moving hot air that a hanger could have... The hanger squeaked again. All right, now that was taking things too far. She wasn't above entertaining the thought of paranormal activity in her sister's castle, for reasons she didn't care to examine too closely at the moment, but the thought of entertaining said activity now was anything but entertaining. She had important things to contemplate, solutions to come up with, her entire life that she was holding together with a very thin thread to gather up and wrap up a bit tighter before it completely exploded around her. Unfortunately, she had the feeling she wasn't going to have a say in current events, because the uncomfortable truth was that while Sedgwick might have been overlooked on a few supernatural British locales lists, she could personally verify that it was haunted. By, for example, the red-haired, bekilted Scotsman standing ten feet from her with his hand on a hanger, apparently using quite a bit of energy to wiggle it, and the tabard draped over it, around. She didn't really want to have a little tete-a-tete with a ghost, but when in England... Is it heavy? she asked, because it was the first thing that came to mind. Nay, but tis an Englishman's tabard, he said breathing heavily. I'm breathless with distaste. She almost laughed, but then she realized just which Englishman's tabard the ghost was shaking, and her amusement vanished abruptly. Even from where she stood, she could see that rearing lion of Artane eyeing her with disapproval. She pursed her lips.
I can understand your feelings there, she said. Tis a good family, the ghost said. Our Englishman, that is. He looked at her and scrunched up his face. Don't you think? His purposeful look was profoundly unsettling. She would have preferred to believe he'd simply taken hold of a random hanger, but the way he was hanging on to it, as though his continued existence depended on it, led her to believe the selection was a deliberate one. You do realize that's the de Piaget crest, she said, on the off chance he didn't. The ghost looked at what he'd recently stopped shaking, then looked back at her. He blinked in surprise, but wasn't at all innocent. Why, lass, I believe it is. Why did you pick that one? she demanded. He shifted nervously. Will you see, lass, with your being as yet unwed?